Well, thank you so much for tuning in to Remnant News with Pastor Todd. Uh, this is the Daily Rundown, and it is Saturday, 8-8-2020. And I apologize profusely for not being uh, able to do a couple of podcasts this week and radio shows. I have been traveling, and I will tell you all about my travels. I was in Las Vegas uh, with the Trump campaign, and uh, we hosted an event. Uh, I didn't host it, but I attended an event that was hosted by the Trump campaign, um, and it's called Evangelicals for Trump. And there were Christian leaders from all around the country that joined together. And boy, ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you, the spiritual warfare that we're going through right now as a nation is pervasive. We, uh, let me give you the backstory. So the reason why they had the Evangelicals for Trump meeting in Las Vegas, because that kind of sounds weird. Why would a bunch of pastors and preachers and ministry leaders all descend upon Sin City, right? Um, but the thing is, is that if you recall in the news cycle about two weeks ago, there was a decision by the courts uh, where they basically said that casinos were allowed to be open, but churches in Nevada uh, needed to be closed. And it was the Calvary Chapel churches there that were taking the suit to the courts, and uh, they ended up losing and not being able to meet, and the casinos were able to remain open and be open. So uh, as a result, and by the way, the casinos, I mean, this, this whole thing is so hypocritical and uh, it, it's really so skewed. There's two different sets of rules. If you look at John Lewis, uh, the congressman that passed away, uh, you know, he had a funeral. And if you recall, Obama actually did the eulogy there. I think we might have spoke about it the other day, but, you know, it's so crazy. Obama was actually giving like a, uh, a campaign speech at this guy's funeral. Uh, very, very distasteful, from my opinion. Um, but but what we did see is is the room was full and the people that came from other states in that particular state and that location people were being told they need to quarantine for a period of time if they're coming from certain states and certain areas and this and that but those people were given a waiver they were giving a, a you know they were given clearance to uh, not have to adhere to that ordinance and to be able to come in not quarantine not really social distance too much if you saw it was a pretty full funeral. Um, and it seems like there's two different sets of rules. For some reason, the smart virus of COVID-19 knows that at John Lewis's funeral, not to be contagious and infectious. But of course, uh, at churches, that's where it's really, really contagious at churches. So we see the hypocrisy. I was on a plane, uh, actually from my trip to Vegas, uh, I was on a plane and one of the legs of the plane, um, you know, there was, I had a layover. So the second half of my trip, I was on a completely full plane. I mean, every single seat in the plane was full. No social distancing. I was sitting next to people on both sides of me because I was in the middle seat. And so, you know, here's, this is what we're seeing. And, and you know, when they have the, the protests and the riots, those people are, a lot of them aren't wearing masks. Most of them aren't social distancing. The virus somehow doesn't infect those people. People meet on the, on the beach, you know, my friend Sean Foyt or some of these groups that are meeting on the beach, uh, you know, or different places, various places around the country to worship, they're dangerous. But the protesters and rioters that are burning down the cities, destroying businesses of people of all races, colors, and creeds, for some reason, that's okay. So we've seen this hypo hypocrisy. It's been ridiculous. I think people are waking up. Uh, many small business owners that are Democrats are calling me. People are calling me and they're saying, you know, I see what you're saying. And, and these are people of, 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 you know, this is nonpartisan, ladies and gentlemen. This is just people that have worked hard for their businesses. 
you know, spent many years, blood, sweat, and tears, finances, family heirlooms, and, and, you know, some of these are family businesses that have been passed down through generations that have been decimated, attacked, property destroyed. So people are getting really fed up with this. I have to be honest with you. They're getting really, really fed up, and it's not a partisan thing. It's an American thing. It's somebody, you know, Americans, patriots, people, good, good, the good folk that aren't out there burning down the cities. They, they want to go to work and be able to provide for their families. They, I really believe that, you know, these people, and I, I'm, I think they're thankful for some government assistance in this time, but I don't think they really want that. The majority of the people, they want to be able to work, to have their businesses open, to be able to have jobs. And so this is what we're seeing. So, uh, you know, back to the Vegas event. So, you know, we're out there with all these Christian leaders and, you know, there were some people that were speculating maybe President Trump would actually show up because he did in Florida to the last Evangelicals for Trump meeting. So we thought maybe the president would come, but there was a lot of his, uh, the people that are on the faith advisory board, Pastor Paula White was there, Pastor Jack Hibbs, Pastor Jensen Franklin, uh, many other leaders, uh, Charlie Kirk happened to show up. Um, you know, pastors from around the country, I was there with my friend, Pastor Shane, uh, Eidelman and myself, uh, we went there together and, you know, um, there was a bunch of people that were there, you know, and, and, and it was a great meeting. My, my, you know, even Pastor Lorraine Coconata was there. Um, so, you know, lots of people were there and uh, I'm thankful to the Trump campaign for putting on this event. I think it was encouraging. I felt the presence of God there. People were, um, you know, on fire for the Lord and excited about the things that God is doing and using President Trump. Um, and allowing uh, the church to have more time here in America and to, to, you know, we've never seen such a pro-life president. I can go on and on about his accomplishments and the many things that President Trump has done for religious liberties and freedoms and to allow us to be the church here in America and not be persecuted like many on the left are wanting to do. Um, but, but, you know, so we have this meeting and it's at the Ahern Hotel, which is in Las Vegas. Now, this isn't a casino per se, but it's a hotel and convention center in Las Vegas. And uh, Mr. Ahern is uh, somebody who I believe is a staunch supporter of the president. And he was very kind and gracious enough to allow us to have a meeting in his facility, which was a beautiful facility, by the way, beautiful hotel. Uh, I'm going to go back to the Ahern Hotel. I really hope that I get that opportunity because it's a great hotel, beautiful. The rooms were awesome. And uh, I really enjoyed my stay there, to be honest with you. So I'm going to go back there. But regardless of that, I was really, really excited um, to see all the support that Mr. Trump had there and uh, all the evangelical Christians that have come together, you know, Christians of, of different denominations and different sects and uh, sects. And, um, you know, so anyway, so we're, we're all hanging out and, uh, you know, we're, we're anticipating maybe there might be the president show up, but, you know, he was doing something in Ohio, he might come out. And, uh, you know, they were very strict about wearing the mask, which I understand because they were saying the city officials were you know, kind of watching. And so, you know, we just thought it was something like that where the city was watching and they didn't want to get fined or whatever. Well, we come to find out towards the end of the event that the city was actively trying to shut it down, actively. So they were trying to shut down this event. So it was like a battle between light and darkness because that's literally what was going on. Pastors, Christians, ministry leaders were inside praying, praising the Lord and worship, fellowshipping, um, you know, being patriots, standing with our nation and our freedoms and our president, and giving testimonies, and, and, you know, there were speakers that were preaching boldly, and yet there's the, the, the devil, the, the, the enemy is trying to shut it down. Now, he wasn't successful, but we did find out that afterwards, they did find the hotel, and I think they find Pastor Paula as well. Jack Hibbs, Pastor Jack, went home and found out that he is going to be having some type of, um, 
you know, pressure from, from the city, state of California now to not hold his services indoor anymore. And uh, a friend of ours, Pastor Rob McCoy of God Speak Calvary Chapel, which is in Newberry Park, California, he has been having services. He's a patriot. He used to be the mayor. This is the guy that was the mayor that, remember when there was the shooting in Thousand Oaks, that he, he was like amazing and the right person for that time period and just walked that city through that crisis. And uh, I think even President Trump came out uh, after because there was some fires there shortly after. So, um, you know, Pastor McCoy has been a patriot in California, standing for religious liberties and freedoms and, you know, our president and, and all the different things that he does. He's just an amazing man of God, stands for truth, you know, preaches the full word. And he uh, went to court, I think it was on, let's see, was it Friday or Thursday? And um, there's a lawyer, which is a Christian advocate lawyer. His name is uh, Bob Tyler. And uh, Mr. Tyler is from the Faith and Freedom Coalition, I think. And they went and represented uh, Rob McCoy in court. And it ended up that the city of Ventura, uh, because this is the same city, by the way, that locked the people in that apartment building. Remember, they told them they couldn't leave. Uh, and I think the only other place they've done that is in Australia, where they're literally telling people they can't leave. They have to be quarantined. They cannot leave. It's like a police state. I mean, that's like communism, right? It, it is happening in other places. But I, I know we covered it in Australia and now in Ventura about a month ago. And so this is that same DA, that same leadership in that city. And they're saying that, you know, they, so basically they gave him a temporary restraining order where he cannot hold services. Now, here's the crazy thing. Tomorrow, um, on Sunday, 8, 9, 2020, I don't know when you're going to be listening to the show, but the thing is, is that he's going to have services anyways. So my friend Craig Huey and his wife, Shelly, and many, many other friends of mine that I know, some that attend the church regularly, some that don't, but are patriots in Southern California, they're all going to attend tomorrow. And I wish I could. I'm, I'm clearly on the other side of the country right now. So it's, it's logistically impossible for me to get there tonight to be there for service tomorrow. But regardless, I'm with them in, 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 in prayer and, and standing with them, uh, you know, uh, from, from, you know, a faith standpoint, I'm, I'm so thankful that they're going to do this. This is, they're going right up against the tyranny. They're going right up against what the draconian lockdown laws and all this ridiculous nonsense that we need to be pushing back at this point. Okay. But listen, ladies and gentlemen, I've went all around the country. Okay. I've been to how many States, at least 15 since the coronavirus, at least 15 States. I mean, I've been to Kentucky and Florida and, uh, you know, Tennessee and California and New Mexico and uh, gosh, where else have I been? Uh, Illinois, Wisconsin, um, you know, Alabama, Georgia, you know, all around uh, the country, Ohio. And, um, and I'll tell you this, um, you know, I, I don't wear a mask much unless I'm absolutely forced to. Now, when they started making it a mandate, I, you know, kind of comply just because I don't want to get arrested because you know now I'm hearing people are getting arrested in Nashville and other places for not wearing masks so I'm not trying to be a martyr for the masks although I I, I really don't agree with them I think it's ridiculous um, but you know before I wasn't when it wasn't mandated I wasn't wearing them and people are looking at me and trying to shame me and all that because I wasn't wearing them but I look man ladies and gentlemen listen okay I take zinc every day I take vitamin c I take elderberry um, you know, I'm take that cure quim and I'm perfectly fine. You know, I mean, I, I know that the Lord is protecting me. I don't live in fear of this virus that, that 
0.9% of the people are going to live from anyway. I know there's some people that have died and it's a tragic thing, but a lot of that is because of the way that our healthcare system has responded. They won't give them the hydroxychloroquine uh, in the early stages. They're blocking it still waiting for this vaccine because it costs billions of dollars. And a lot of the leadership in the medical establishment are uh, part of this vaccine process that are, that are really set to make a lot of money on it. Uh, hydroxychloroquine is like $6 a pill you know, they're not talking. They've never talked. They've never come out and said, you know, they tell us to wash our hands. That's their big advice. Wash our hands. Don't touch your eyes. Wear a mask. That's their advice. Well, I'm not an expert in the medical field, but I will tell you this. I know because I've spoke to enough experts and I've read enough that if you build your immune system, that's the best thing you could do is have a strong and healthy immune system. Because uh, an infectious disease doctor that I spoke to who's a patriot and he's a very credible man. He said, Todd, there's over 300 million viruses in the world. And so you're okay. Uh, you're going to be able to fight this. That's why God gave us an immune system. And that is what we need to understand. Our immune system is a gift from the Lord. And prayer and faith and walking. And, and you know, I know there's these stories. Man thought that he would be okay and then get just, you know, catches coronavirus and dies. Listen, I've worked in this long enough to know they purposely put out those stories to craft the narrative so that you'll have fear and be like, well, he believed, he believed and he died. That could happen to me too. And it like, it puts this fear over us. No, God orders our steps. We don't need to have that fear. The Bible clearly says, I've not given you a spirit of fear, but a power and of love and of a sound mind. And, and he wants us to be transformed, not conformed to the things of this world, the fake news, the fake narrative. So we don't need to worry about that, ladies and gentlemen. You, you really can walk in the boldness of understanding who you are and your identity in Jesus Christ. If you've accepted the Lord in your heart and you've asked him to be your Lord and Savior, and he's ordering your steps each and every day as you walk around and you're about his business or living your life out. And by the way, we're only going to be passing through in this world anyways. So at this point, you know, just be about his business, praise him, worship him, get into his word, you know, every single day, be in your, in your prayer time and getting filled up. And, you know, I love putting worship on in the car and just feeling his presence. And we don't need to worry. We don't need to be walking around in fear. This, this whole thing that's going on, this is an assignment of hell. This is a lie from the pit of hell. And I've said it on my Facebook, we have been played. We have been played, and now they're coming after religious liberties, and that's why I am willing to stand with a pastor that is willing to have a church service because, my goodness, if I can't, as a man of God or a person of Christ, stand with a pastor that's willing to open his doors and have services now because this is only the beginning. It's only going to get more treacherous in our world. There's only going to be more things that happen in our world in the next few years as, as we continue to go into a later hour. And if they're shutting their doors permanently now, or if they're too afraid to open because of a virus, then what will happen as the tribulation increases? You need to be with a pastor that's willing to have a church service, ladies and gentlemen. And I understand the obeying the government thing, but when it goes against the word of God, the, the word of God is more powerful. And that's what we, we, we follow when the, when the local government or the state government or the National government goes against what the word of God says, which is do not forsake the assembling together the brethren. That's when we stop listening. And I know there's those people out there that say, well, you don't care. You're putting people at risk. 
Well, I'll tell you what the Bible says. The Bible says, lay hands on the sick and they will be healed in the name of Jesus. How can I be doing that if I'm telling people to stay home? We need to be bold and unafraid. We need to be not worrying and not in fear, but worshiping Jesus. And I'm just not worried about it, ladies and gentlemen. And you know what? If, if God were to decide that now is my time to go, then I feel fine, you know, because that's his decision. I'm here to serve. Life is but a vapor. Like we're only in and out, you know, but it's about our eternity. Who are we going to spend our eternity with? And I'm sold out to the fact that I love the Lord Jesus Christ with all my heart. And as for me and my house, we're going to serve him. So yeah, that happened. <laughs> that happened. We, we, we had some warfare, but I'm back uh, in the studio tonight and I've been looking at the news headlines today and the president uh, just announced some executive orders and some people are hemming and hawing about that already because that's what people do. They, they don't understand the complexity of what the president's having to deal with. You can go to my Facebook page, Real Todd Coconado, at Real Todd Coconado. And I do, I try to do a video on there almost every day where I explain the day's headlines. And today I went into some detail about these executive orders that he did or executive actions that he did. And, you know, I'll tell you this, it, it was the right thing to do. There's been a lot of back and forth that the Democrats have been obstructing. Uh, they don't want to pass this bill. They're, they're making it really hard. And the president went out there, just did this order and uh, is going to make it where there's a uh, a payroll holiday, tax holiday, all the way to the end of the year. I think that's amazing. It's going to stimulate the economy. Uh, people are going to feel more money in their pockets. They're going to feel um, empowered to be able to go out and buy and purchase. And that's going to increase, uh, you know, just so many different factors and and in our economy, inclu including, um, you know, just the consumer um, confidence. And uh, that's what we need right now. Um, and so people are going to be buying and they're going to be supporting American companies and they're going to be out there. And uh, these are just amazing times, let me tell you, because you have President Trump who's fighting against the deep state, the uh, global sex trade and, and pedophilia network that no one likes to talk about, but has uh, close to, I think it's 40 million people involved in it right now. And yet we're talking about uh, Black Lives Matter, where there's no slaves at all in America in this generation. No one has, has been a slave uh, this is all a, a past thing that we're talking about. But right now, there are actually slaves right now in our country that we're not talking about. And those are the people that are being held captive by the cartels and the handlers and those that are, uh, you know, using um, this very dark uh, form of making money, but it's very lucrative, the global sex trade. And they're, it's almost equivalent to the drug trade. And we're not even talking about it because they, they choose which narratives that they want to talk about and they don't talk about the ones that don't fit their narratives. And so the, the people are waking up. We're starting to talk about these things. Epstein Island, um, you know, the Nexium uh, situation where, uh, you know, Allison Mack and others came, you know, we, we were finding out these things are real. Uh, Anthony Weiner's laptop. <laughs> uh, I can go on and on. You know, uh, why did uh, Tom Hanks move out of the country, right? Why is Ellen DeGeneres uh, all of a sudden having some issues? You know, there's a lot of things that are going on in our country. And uh, I think that people are taking note and they're saying, wow, they're, they're, you know, something's going on here. You know, you got Prince Andrew and, and Bill Clinton, who was on this pedophile's island. You know, what was he doing there? Why was he there so many times? And why doesn't the mainstream media cover it at all? Why don't they talk about the president, a president of the United States? They're all talking about Trump all the time, every single day, trying to you know bash him and 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 run his name through the mud and 
accuse him of all these things. But then there's, you know, the Clintons who actually did all these things. I mean, they have a, a body count around them of, of like close to 50 people or more that have died around them in really strange circumstances. They called it Arkansas back in the day. And yet no one talks about certain things. So, you know, people are starting to wake and realize, you know, there is, there's a two different sets of rules. Uh, like I was talking about in the beginning of the program, it's the same thing. There's this elite society that seems to get away with all this stuff. And then you have President Trump, the, the wrecking ball, the, the great disruptor that comes in and they're trying to take him down every single day. But people are waking up and understanding that this is a battle between light and darkness. And we better be on the right side, ladies and gentlemen. We better be on the right side. So, you know, before you go critique this man, understand that he's dealing with a very complex situation in our country uh, from an economic standpoint. I wish I could get in all that today. I'll probably try to do that this week so you can understand some more what's going on. But he did the right thing, in my opinion. I feel that he, he, he acted well within his power. President Obama used executive orders like candy, and President Trump has not used as many as President Obama did, not even close. And, of course, the media reports differently from one person to another. So please be praying for our president. Be praying for the churches in California. I will leave you with this information I found out yesterday. They're literally going to be sending these agents. It's like, it's like the Stasi. You know, they're sending these socialist bureaucrats out to observe churches where the people have complained, you know, in the area saying they're having church services. They're snitches. And these snitches, oh, this business is open. This church is open. These, these pathetic snitches. And what happens is they send out these bureaucrats to the, the property or the, the facility to observe what's going on. And then they use the, uh, you know, the temporary power that they have, I guess, from the governor. I don't even think it's legal to shut down the power and the water. This is happening in America of churches and give them fines for having a service because of the coronavirus, the virus that's literally like has a 99% uh, survival rate or more than that, it is bizarre and it's wrong. And it's time we stand up and fight back. So if you're in Thousand Oaks or anywhere in the country, go to a church that's open and support the pastor that's willing to be open because God bless the pastors that are willing to have church. I know that sounds bizarre, but some aren't. So go and support the ones that are. And uh, thank you for tuning in to today's Remnant Godcast Daily Rundown with Pastor Todd. We will be back this week with more. God bless.